Howdy folks, this is The Good Speaking. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok. Enjoy the gold. We <laughs> have returned. We are back with the look. The look on the, the French center. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Yes. I'm doing like half French, half German. Anyway, this concludes my uh, my audio packet. Um, if you guys want to hire us as voice actors for your French films, um, there you go. I think you got that to work with. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for thanks for listening to our voice reel. And for those who are here for uh, something less entertaining, welcome back to the Good, the Bad, and the Boys podcast. <laughs> we are your hosts. I'm Taryn. And I'm Isaac. And we are continuing with the Luke. The Luke. With Luke Besson and his Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. A movie that isn't so good with the <laughs> plot or the actors but really cool world, mm-hmm. and it follows a lot of elements. <laughs> um, Would you say up to five? No pun intended. Yes, up to five, yes. Up to five elements? It follows a lot of good elements of, of the fifth element. Uh, Valerian, I, I remember the promos for it, and it was like the director of Fifth Element. Oh, yeah. Brought to you by... From legendary director Luc Besson comes Valerian. So I was like, all right. Well, I, I like Fifth Element. I'm sure, I'll go watch Valerian. <laughs> yes. For those who don't know Valerian, Valerian is a 2017 sci-fi action movie. It was produced and made in France, but is an English movie. It was released in the U.S., really intended for U.S. audiences. It is starring Dane DeHaan, who you may know from the masterpiece uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. He played the <laughs> Hobgoblin. It's the guy who fucking Harry killed Gwen Stacy with his goblin disease. With his goblin disease, he's got goblin AIDS or something. I don't know. And uh, also <laughs> starring Cara Delevingne, who you may recognize as um, White Shakira from the Suicide Squad movie. Oh yes. What's on that? Enchantress. Enchantress. That's a perfect description of her. <laughs> oh my god, she really is. White witch Shakira. <laughs> Wow. If you've seen Suicide Squad, you know what we're talking about. She just, oh my God, it was like a witchy headdress and the fucking costume on that was horrible enough. Yeah. That movie won an Oscar for costume design. Suicide Squad. No. Yeah. Or at least no, was nominated. It, didn't... it was, I think it won. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Why, Hollywood? And let that be a lesson to all those listeners. Said the Academy, any other film critic? bunch of fucking hacks all right you want good film opinions come to the boys and tell your friends too uh we are very grateful to have passed 2500 downloads we're at like 26 27 something right now and we want to keep them coming we want to keep doing this so so you know go around your neighborhood knock on the doors knock on the the doors of your lord and savior the boys campaign campaign vote us the boys yeah get your friends to listen We'll give you a shout out. Maybe send you some lewd photos. You never know. <laughs> yeah. If you earn it. But anyway, sexual harassment aside, Valerian. 
is based on the Valerian and Loreline. Loreline? Valerian and Loreline. It's a French comic. Loreline, yeah. Published to Pelote Magazine in 1967 and ran all the way until 2010. Oh, wow. And again, this is very, you know, 1967 sci-fi, very Flash Gordon-esque aesthetic to it. But yeah, it was a long-running comic. Super popular in France. Never heard of it. God bless America. The comic <laughs> was also known as, what the fuck was it called? Valerian Space-Time Cop. Yeah, Valerian Spatio-Temporal Agent. Uh, and the Adventures Ooh, of Valerian cool. and Loreline. Uh, it had a lot more, it had a lot to do with time. The whole comic was about like them being time travelers. Like Loreline is oh, from, really? she's from like 12th century France or something. <laughs> Like, he just oh, went really? back in time and found century. her. And then when she learned he was a time traveler, he's like, all right, well, now you know. Come with me. <laughs> and then she just goes on, like, sci-fi adventures. Pulls a doctor. Pretty much, yeah. She it's like whisks a, her away. He was pretty much like a Wibbly wobbly French Doctor Who, but who gives a shit about the French, right? That's why we've never heard of it. And <clears throat> the movie, as we talked about with The Fifth Element, I believe you were saying they got the writer or something of the comic to work on they that. Did, yeah. Jean-Claude... Miserables? Oh, God. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, and actually, during, I think, during the development of The Fifth Element, he was just like, why are you doing this shitty film? Why don't you do Valerian? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, well, I can honestly say, Jean-Claude, that uh, Fifth Element did way better. Yeah, I'm this is why say. we didn't do Valerian. And uh, let's break down why you don't do Valerian. Valerian ended up having a budget of $180 million. And this Ooh, was... Um, a lot of CGI. That is a lot of CGI. $180 million. For reference, Riddick, Chronicles of Riddick, another sci-fi epic uh, from seven-ish years earlier, that had a budget of $125 million. And granted, it didn't look nearly as good as Valerian did. Valerian is a gorgeous-looking film. It looks really good. I cannot praise the production design enough. Costumes, CG, practicals, sets. It's the concepts behind it all. Pretty great. Too great. So good. And it should be good because it costs $180 million fucking dollars. This is the single most (laughs) expensive (laughs) European film ever made. I believe the title of that, when it came out, was held by The Fifth Element, which was also produced in Europe. And I don't know what's overtaken it between Fifth Element and Valerian, but... The title is currently held by Valerian. Uh, and since a lot of it was self-funded by whatever his fucking name is, the guy we've been talking about all week, Luc Besson. Yeah, yeah. Luc, Luc. Besson. <laughs> the Luc. The Luc. <laughs> yes. It is also the most expensive independent film ever made because he put a lot of his own mm. money into this movie. That went into over 2,734 VFX shots paid for the actors it paid for yeah a lot a very expensive movie which i think besson too uh the reason why he didn't really jump on valerian too is just yeah he didn't he didn't have all this technology available to him at the time yeah you know with fifth element he's like i don't, I don't know if i can make you know something mm-hmm. that grand of scale and then avatar came in he's like oh well all right i guess, I guess you I can, can do it now <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I guess, guess it's possible. That well, thanks, James Cameron. <laughs> he wanted to do it right. Thank you, James Cameron, you pioneer you. <laughs> but did it pay off? No, it uh, did partly. not. <laughs> it did not pay off at all. The film grossed not, $225 million globally. It got beat out on opening day. It opened alongside Despicable Me 3 and Dunkirk. <laughs> 
and it lost to both oh, Dunkirk of them. Dunkirk too. Yeah, Dunkirk. Oh god, yeah. Dun you're going to try to compete with Dunkirk but, yeah, and I don't minions. Know what the fuck they were thinking the on that one. Um <laughs> it was predicted to be the highest grossing movie. It's supposed to make like 20 to 25 million opening weekend. That was projected. Oh, Girls Trip was the other one. It did manage to beat out Girls Trip with Regina Hall oh, okay. and Queen Latifah, and Tiffany Haddish. I don't think that one would have been hard. So congratulations, $180 million Valerian. You managed to beat out Girls Trip, <laughs> which had a budget of well $20 million. Wow, <laughs> Girls Trip made a lot of money. Girls Trip made $140 million off a $20 million budget. Oh, geez. <laughs> Valerian, on the other hand, actually came in at a negative because despite grossing $225 million out of a $180 million um, production budget, production budget does not include marketing. And this movie put a lot of money into marketing. I had read that it needed to make over $400 million just to break even Oof, and justify a seat. come close. It, yeah, made that a little sucks. over half that. Yeah. And <laughs> I remember, too, like walking around, you know, Hollywood Boulevard, going to work, you know, at the, the, the Disney studio store, the little chocolate shop. And, yeah, there was just... Yeah, it was everywhere. For Valerian. And this was, and was in... like, oh, Fifth Element, wonderful. Wonderful. I love that movie. Let's go see this. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, and this was just in the U.S. The movie was hyped up even more in France since it is based off of a French comic. And despite this, it made it more money in the U.S. than it did in France. It made, like, $17 million in the oh. in the U.S. And, like, even less. Yeah, $2.4 2. It made in the U.S. Wow, his his own country did him dirty. His own country, yeah. France, France said less. And <laughs> not only do they surrender to others, they surrender to their own country. surrender to the U.S. box office cowards. Although Luke Luke Besson, <laughs> as uh, as we call him stateside, is uh, I, I I liked reading the critical reviews. I I got, got into reading uh, things about like his other movies and just like the general consensus of him because he has a lot more like critical review or i guess as he's talked about a lot more in france because mm-hmm. he he did spearhead that cinema de luc movement which we talked about in the previous episode uh for those who didn't listen to that one it was a french film movement in the 80s and 90s that it was, it was sort of like the style over substance pioneering of which um Besson is uh credited as being one of the pioneer directors of that and we talked about with uh, the fifth element, we see that in action, and as well as in Valerian here. But they call him uh, the most Hollywood of French film directors. <laughs> you know, this guy just likes to make brain-dead action blockbusters to please those yeah. lizard fucking Americans across the sea. <laughs> but then when you go to the other side and you read the Americans, <laughs> American critics' reviews of his movies, they're like, oh yeah, this guy, this is the smartest action director of our time. He, but he does action and he does it smart. He's not like these other ones. <laughs> I I wrote that. I I wrote that. End quote. Isaac. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> Is yeah. Yep. I mean, I guess you know the the French cr- critics probably aren't aren't totally off because you know you have like all these films like The Artist and mm. you know there's there's a lot of good French films out there. Yeah, and, they're much more artsy. Yeah. I don't think he totally dives into 
as much but yeah like experimental but hey it works for us americans yeah yeah (laughs) yeah french cinema nowadays he really does cater to our action he does it's very much over there like pre pre star wars pre death of cinema a lot of the times it has a lot of the more like classical yeah stylization to it and whatnot but anyway this movie got beat out by despicable me (laughs) three And then obviously got beat up by Dunkirk. Got fucking railed by Dunkirk. Dunkirk uh, blew it out of the water. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Which is to be expected. Dunkirk was... Dunkirk was great. Get fucked. <laughs> it did receive some nominations at the Saturn Awards for uh, production and costume design, which are very understandable. Okay. I could agree with that. That looked... Yeah. That was by far oh, the best part of the sure. movie. It was just the way it, it looked. the only good part of the, that movie. Yeah. But I suppose we should go into why... I guess I, I, I'll do a little plot rundown. We go into why why was this such a commercial flop? Yikes. Yeah. All right, so Valerian. What's Valerian about? I have here some bullet points that I wrote down about the plot <laughs> as I watched it. About Valerian. There's two high schoolers seeking out a marriage within their secret agent space. Yeah, two ops. high school secret know. agents <laughs> who are also in a relationship, but you couldn't tell because... There is no love there. Uh, the intro, I think, so awkward. made me... I don't know. I picked this movie for the bad before I watched it because it had bad reviews. But then I saw the intro and I was like, this this isn't bad. <laughs> this is really good. Oh, yeah. No, the intro is amazing. Yeah, you know, you have the song playing ground control. Yeah, I've got the David Bowie playing. as it, And the whole intro is just like a couple minutes of watching the International Space Station over the course of like a hundred, couple hundred years. Just ex- the evolution. Yeah, just expanded to the city. We first see the nations of Earth come together on it, and then we see some, there's like fucking aliens now, and then more and more, and it just grows so big that it becomes its own like planet-sized city, and then they you know take it out into space, and now it's like it's its own government. It was a good like Guardians of the Galaxy opening. It was you know it was just like oh this is a fun world you know yeah and, yeah it really sets it up everyone everyone's coming together it mm-hmm. sets up the city of a thousand planets all the, making truces with all these alien species mm-hmm. and coming together as one universe i guess or one galaxy i think what i liked and about sailing it sailing off yeah. <laughs> and sailing off i think that what i liked about it the most was that there were almost no words in it you could just tell what it was no. and uh, it Really, it was all the, visual storytelling. It yeah, was perfect. the the concept yeah. and the really the setting. It reminds me a lot of Chronicles of Riddick, like that movie, <laughs> where it's this big yeah. expansive universe, whole bunch of civilizations all come together and whatnot. But where this movie works at the beginning and that one doesn't is that this one has that that you know very well executed montage, and the other one has so much narration. You know, we love lore on this channel. This is a lore channel, after all. Oh, we do, we do. But yeah. when it's just like fucking shove down your throat like a shitty protein smoothie and you're just forced <laughs> to chug it until it's all the way in there and then the movie can start it takes a lot of people out and uh this one did not do that so i was i was pretty engaged it looked really good yeah. i like the world building oh for sure and it was executed very well and I, I could even tell just in the first scene i was like oh yeah no this is this is besson you know this is like okay this is the funny fifth element gag yep little, little cheeky humor Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, great, you know, and I was ready. I was like, okay, and this looks great, you know. The CGI is amazing, and all the alien designs too. You had some practical, some CGI. Yeah, very creative. Nice, nice blend. Yeah, very creative. Yeah, and and how they gestured and how they communicated with you know with another humans and these species mm. it was great. I was like, okay, good job, Fifth Element. Here we go. This is just Fifth Element 2.0. Let's do this. 
But then it, it introduces the main characters, and then... Um, well, first it gets to the realize. Uh, the second bullet point I have, androgynous pearl aliens. There is a good, like, oh, yeah. five to ten... Yeah, you don't... You kind of forget about it, because it doesn't really fit in with the scene after that. You know, the first scene, it Not sets really, up the no. world and stuff, and then we cut to, like, a beach paradise, where there's some not avatar aliens living their whole economy is like well i don't know whatever fucking pearls or something yeah pearls which i mean again the production value it's pretty impressive it's visually stunning and very creative the society of you know these pearl uh, aliens i forget what you call them but really big plus to this movie is you get to see this whole diversity of life and how these aliens interact and Mm -hmm. when the city of a thousand planets comes in to play you know you just you get to experience so much Definitely a lot, a lot of visual telling, and just really good. I didn't mind that opening I didn't sequence. Mind that. It was cool. I, th- I think the planet was interesting. Felt very peaceful, and then it got super jarring. You know, when the, the apocalypse hits them, and that happens, and one of them dies, and then it, despite it being a cool cut where one of them explodes, and then Dane DeHaan shoots up, and now we're introducing Valerian. I like the transition. Once his face is on screen, <laughs> it is downhill from there. What would you say the the worst part of this movie is? It's him. I, it's him <laughs> and his stupid. Yeah, my roommate was even pointing fun at it of of the way he talked. He he just like talks in whispers all the time, and it's so stupid. He just talks like this all the time. He's like nothing. It's just very flat. That's all. That's it. That's that's literally that's the only inflection he ever gives, and it's just so bland. And then I'm like, why? How are you space operative? You you literally look like you just graduated. <laughs> like a seventeen year old with Down syndrome. What the fuck did you get? I'm a <laughs> space James Bond. Space James Bond. Yeah, I was like, I am not convinced. I'm not convinced that these these two leads. And then yeah, uh, she comes in. Ah, Cara Delevingne, Whoa. who I can only ever now see as Enchantress. Though, did yeah. you know she has a musical career? Really, a mu- yep. musical? She career? she has music wow. stuff. I learned this. Because Rihanna is in this movie. Rihanna shows up like halfway through this movie. She's like a shapeshifter. And I was like, was, was Rihanna in any of the... She credited in any of the tracks. And she's not, from what I saw. The uh, oh. composer, Alexander Desplat. Um, Desplat, I'm not even going to try. But he did most of the, <laughs> most of the, the composing. Although, um, whatever his name is, the director that I keep forgetting... The name of Besson. Besson. <laughs> he wrote. Uh, he wrote one of them. He wrote one of the songs. Oh, really? Big Market oh, wow. is the name of it, which I thought was cool. Fun fact there. But uh, Rihanna isn't credited on the soundtrack, but Cara Delevingne is. Oh. She sang "I Feel Everything," which is, I guess, a a song that's on the track. I didn't recognize your voice in the movie. Was it like the credits or the... maybe? I don't know. It's credited as like the third thing in it, but um. Huh. I looked up the music video for I Feel Everything by Cara Delevingne, oh, no. and it is a very uncomfortable viewing experience. Do you get the nice Enchantress movements it, as well? Not quite like that. It was quite the opposite. It was very stiff. Oh, Not oof. unlike this performance in the movie. Um, Yeah, I would say that is really <laughs> yeah. what kills this movie, very is stiff. the chemistry yeah. between Cara and Dane as a space-faring yeah. action power couple. It is not there. A Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, the Mr. and Mrs. Which could have, I don't know. I, just, I, I don't understand why they went that direction. I don't know. They were trying to cater to newer generation folks. 
with people are close to our age, but <laughs> it it just does not. It it wasn't good. I mean, I think they're both older than we are. Uh, cause what is it? Delavine was born nineteen ninety two. Dane DeHaan was born in nineteen eighty six. This guy's old as fuck. What the oh, hell? Jesus this guy's like in his thirties almost. Um, he looks. He's got. He's got that baby face. That's why. This guy, like, 20-something, was playing a high schooler <laughs> alongside Andrew Garfield. Yeah, which, I mean, yeah, I guess if you have the face for it, might as well. You got the face but for it. I, I don't know. I, just Maybe that's just how the society is, or that's how the Spec Ops initiative works, where they what? just like, keep you at a young age or something, put you in stasis for a bit, and just make sure you're retaining your youthful vigor. I don't know. I know. I'm not going to dissect But it the, just doesn't make sense. <laughs> the lore of the shitty Leeds baby faces. Because either way, it doesn't matter. You can't keep... They, they doesn't matter. couldn't cryo-freeze the charisma, apparently, because there is none of that. Their entire relationship in this first scene where they're, like, called to action from their vacation, it is, like, described through their dialogue, which is... Their dialogue is pretty cringe in this movie. I feel like it's something... Yeah. Like a good delivery could make better like if this was like a harrison ford like a young solo which i think is the vibe that they were kind of going for i feel like it could have been pulled off very well and there are some lines where i feel like they're just kind of giving it to them (laughs) but the the delivery is just not there like they kind of riff off each other in battle and whatnot during the action sequences you know they kind of play off each other but they both deliver it so seriously you know, Delavine thinks she's in, and and they're so like fast paced with it, really quick. Oh yeah, the timing, which it, it just reminds me, like just back in my like theater college days, <laughs> of, like our professors just saying, "All right, quicker, quicker." You know, timing needs to mm-hmm. go quicker, and then it's just us like <laughs> kind of missing some of those beats, some some moments, just to get that dialogue. Yeah, you're just reading it off, fit in, and and yeah, the high school drama, uh, and that's what it felt like i felt like maybe the director was like all right this time say it faster yeah it did just pick up the pace a bit. it did feel like they were just reading lines or whispering i suppose into han's case just whispered the entire movie not to say i wouldn't say that he lacks like the physicality for the role because i like the action sequences yeah. that were in it oh yeah i no, think a lot they, of them wrote, they did good on those a lot of them wrote on the concepts behind it i think all of the like the setups and the backdrops for the action sequences were so cool that it made kind of the lackluster delivery of them. Even, yeah. It was like above bearable. It was because kind of, what's the first one? They go to like a marketplace, a big market. Yeah, that's in a like an interdimensional marketplace. Yeah. that you can only access <laughs> through transmatter boxes. Yeah, so you gotta like so cool. transport matter. Really great sequence. One of my favorite. Or like it's like you're a hologram in there. So we got Valerian. He's like he he was like going through this box to like matter himself over to the other dimension and get something that they needed to retrieve and it broke so now he's like half in this city with the matter and half not mm-hmm. um and it was crazy it was it was so cool it's like this giant such a cool sequence yeah yeah million and yeah he didn't do bad you know uh, she didn't do bad either with her action choreography i found it kind of awkward there was like always a reason for Loreline, cara delavine's character to not be in the action she had yeah, way less. They always to do. shoved her aside. She got shoved aside almost every time, and it just felt like purposeful at some point. 
I don't know. What happened? They're scared of the strong female. I guess so, yeah. And and they even had like a whole women can't drive joke and they did that the entire movie. They did. They did make women can't drive jokes the entire movie. Yep. That's not something you joke about, guys. Yeah, bros. <laughs> you all know women can't drive. Like, yeah, you guys really don't like Laurel. It's a sensitive <laughs> subject. Don't talk about it. <clears throat> Yeah, they did not like Laurel in an action scene. She punches out like two guys the whole movie. There is a scene where they get mugged by just hordes of aliens, and Valerian Deadass fights 20 of them at once. (laughs) And Laureline is in a wedding dress fighting one with the help of shape-shifting Rihanna. (laughs) She does get knocked (laughs) Yeah, it was was, was comical. But the sci-fi heist, that was cool. After that, it's followed by more cringe dialogue and... uh, Yep. Another 20 minutes. This is where we get into the actual exposition part. What I praised at the beginning of the movie for delivering exposition, you know, showing, don't telling, rule number, I think, zero it is. Uh, that's all just thrown out the window as it's just 20 yeah. minutes of exposition after that. When they get to Valeria, or not Valeria, what the fuck am I saying? Alpha is the name of the city. <laughs> Valerian is the name of the guy. I didn't understand that when I first saw the trailer. I thought that Valerian was the name of the city. I was like, why is the movie called Valerian and the City of a Thousand Worlds? Isn't it Valerian the city? Is there a second city? I thought thought the exact same thing, too. (laughs) And then they're like, Agent Valerian. I was like, oh, Oh. that's an interesting name. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a planet name. (laughs) So we get back to Alpha, and we literally get like the vocal tour of it, where they just sort of walks you through it. And I'm not sure why this was needed. Because later in the movie, in another really cool action sequence, the, I don't know, space government or whatever it's called, they get, uh, they get broken into and they get robbed by the Pearl people and they steal something. They steal like the general or whatever and they're getting away with him and Valeria needs to catch them. And the plot or the route that uh, is plotted for him is not, he has to like run through a bunch of shit. So he puts on like a space super suit and he just starts, like, running through walls and shit. And every time he runs through a wall, it's like a new biome. And then he'll fall, like, 80 fucking feet and then jump through another wall. And then now he's underwater. And then he'll go through another one. Now yeah. he's in, like, spooky, like, brain he, bubble land. He totally flooded whatever. Yeah, whatever was on the other side of that wall. is. They're dead. That's another thing they're, they're is dead, that these yeah. two are maybe the worst space cops in history. If you think about it, almost really everyone are. they come in contact with dies horribly up until the end and so much collateral oh so much collateral the little hit team that they go to the market with to get that thing back they all die (laughs) they get eaten by that monster and what do valerian and laureline do they jump on their spaceship and fly away as everyone else gets eaten just fly away they meet rihanna (laughs) who's like a slave stripper shapeshifter and they free her and tell her that like he'll get her own identity and stuff if she helps them she dies she gets killed Helping them. Yep. She dies horribly. In, in a garbage compactor, pretty much. She does. She gets killed <laughs> and literally thrown away by them. She turns to sand and dies. Yep. Becomes the sand girl. She does. Beca- she becomes sand girl. She becomes Mila Jovovich from the last movie. <laughs> and then, yeah, that, just both of those biomes that <laughs> Dane DeHaan broke a hole into and flooded. <laughs> and I think that action sequence itself was an excellent way to tour the you know, big space yes. station and see exactly how to... Yeah, you didn't need that whole explanation you part. Did. All you have to say is, this is a city of a thousand planets. Yep. Bam, that's all we need to know. Yeah. And then, yeah, when he cruises through all the do- biodomes, like, you're like, oh, you get oh my really God. Yeah, really see a... the diversity in action. Yeah, that was a great part. They When they asked, like, that's hey... Cool. It's cool. It's just like... um you know, in Fifth Element, you know, they didn't explain the whole metropolis lifestyle, you know, of New York and... All that it was yeah, just you, it was just shown. You piece you know? it together as you go, and 
I think that's much more interesting than exposition dumps at the end, which is a shame because they did do it right, but it was after they already did like a shitty version of it. They even asked him, like it was written into the thing. They're like, computer, remind us what this city is. And like they fuck they live there. <laughs> he goes through like the whole the whole rundown. That's their headquarters. <laughs> this is your fucking home. <laughs> what why are you asking? You guys just went out on a mission and back. They said yeah. you were an hour late. Like this is your this is your daily yeah. job. Why this is <laughs> you, dementia have an ass need a reminder every time you come home. <laughs> it's like you Stupid. pulling into your garage and you're like, Siri, what's the layout of my house? Who lives here? <laughs> With Luke, I don't know. You you just feel like you should have expected more from this director, or maybe he's like playing a little too much into the comics being more faithful to the comics mm. I, I i don't know that that was uh that was something i kind of thought about is like is he like really trying to you know respect the original material i looked at uh because i i've never i've never read the comics i've so not read the comics know. i looked into a little what they were about and this movie plot wise is based on i have it written down here it is based on the on volume six of the comic series, Ambassador of the Shadows is what it's called, which I think is, mm. so it's like the movie is about one plot line from the comics that's taken a little okay. differently. Um, so I think the Pearl people are probably who are in the comics there. But the comic yeah. has a lot more, like it's not really space travel that they do. It's like time travel is their thing. And it's like vaguely referenced in this one. It's that one of them, the one who dies, sends like a neural message to Valerian but he gets it 30 years later, and that's when the story starts, as we learn. Yeah. So the planet they were on like blew up and had their apocalypse 30 years ago, and this is like them trying to rebuild it. And that's the only real-time shenanigans that we see, and it's not even that. It's more of like a like a your name that we talked about last week where it was like it couldn't change anything. They just sort of got the message years yeah. later. It was a displaced. Which yeah. I don't think that was a bad idea. I don't mind that. I think... No, yeah. no, it's it's cool. Yeah, it it just adds to the wacky universe. You yeah, know, of... throwing too much because this is a really wacky sci-fi universe, very high concept. I think we were given just enough. I was very engaged in the world the entire time, despite Absolutely. the lead's best efforts. I wanted to like Valeria. Yeah, <laughs> they were trying hard. I did end up buying this movie just cu- just because of the the world of, of the. <laughs> city of a thousand planets because i i just think that's so fascinating really it's it's interesting and i i love the whole interdimensional vr market yeah it's really cool like a lot of great sequences and it really could have been a really good film if yeah if the you know the characters were way more realized and... yeah i think just the core story and the characters and we'll get into that right now because this is where this is the part of the story where it takes a big old detour after the general is captured, Valerian has that cool little run through, uh, run through the city, through all the stuff. We get the nice tour, and again, it's the uh, Zeluk style, so it was very stylized run mm-hmm. through. Uh, it's almost it's yeah. like all one take and big, you know, sweeping very camera fun, and whatnot. Yeah. Very cool. Then there's a spaceship chase, and then he gets lost, and the perspective transitions to Loreline, and we see more her approach to solving problems, which I liked a lot. Except it was only in this like yeah. one little set of scenes, and then it it just kind of doesn't touch up on her again, or even really what her motivations are. Yeah. In the comics, she is a 12th century French peasant who gets picked up. She has some real authority issues. 
Valerian was like born and raised to be a space cop, so he's like more of a following orders kind of guy, and she is definitely not. Mm. And that's like that's their dynamic as partners, and that's which you don't see in the movie. I guess they flipped that in this, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, is he more by the book or is she? More he is more. Book? He's more by the book than her. He's still a maverick, <laughs> really. Oh yeah. He's a little loon, but yeah. And in the dialogue, in the scripted dialogue. You can tell she's much more of like a, a loose cannon, but with the delivery, you don't really get it because she has the same disposition when talking to authority yeah. as she does when talking to her supposed lover and also everyone else, just like angry-ish. Can't tell. Super one note. Stern eyebrows, read your lines, and that's, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, that's all you need. Kind of taps into it when she's speaking to the three like weird bat elephant looking Oh, yeah. And- She's just trying to get information. She's literally like shoots one in the wing and <laughs> like, yeah, she's definitely a little bit of a, yeah. Yeah. A little, a little more roguelike. Sure. And I like yeah. the transitioning perspective. I thought it would have more, it would come more to a head at the end where we see both their perspectives, but it's really like Valerian, 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 little scene of Loreline and then just all Valerian, the rest of the movie. And so I thought yeah. like the buddy cop dynamic would be more into play, but it's not really the case. And you just need good chemistry actors oh, you, know, you need you need uh you need like well-known pairings you know to like play the, these roles yeah. i feel like and, or even yeah like a breakout one of something just not this not this combination i have written down here what I, my interpretation of their chemistry they uh <clears throat> they had the chemistry of someone who is dating a serial killer and they know that they're a serial killer but they're too afraid to say anything or get out <laughs> and that was Wow. And both of them have that. I think you just hit it on the mark. Towards the other one. <laughs> it's like they know the other one's a serial killer, but they don't know that the other one knows that they are also a serial killer. And they're just kind of <laughs> afraid of them. That was the general vibe that I got. Not like a Mr. or Mrs. Smith. That's a, that's a great description of it. And I, I didn't even know what to make of it. If any of the listeners here have dated a serial killer, um, let us know how accurate my my, my assertion of a of this on-screen chemistry is (laughs) yeah but anyway we get like a good 20 to 40 minutes where there is no longer anything to do with the main plot the plot is now um loreline goes to rescue valerian from his spaceship crash and then she says she literally gets fished by touching a sparkly butterfly that is actually a lore for i don't know like some so (laughs) once some one of the alien races in here they just like fucking pick her up (laughs) And uh, <laughs> and then now it is Valerian going to rescue Loreline, and it's this goes on for forty fucking minutes. There's a big detour of yeah. it. Yeah, but I almost I I thought that whole thing was way more interesting than yeah. The weird it, political I agree. That yeah, was just super stupid. <laughs> Which you know it's overused. It's it wasn't there wasn't a big reveal or you know it was supposed to be a big reveal. Yeah, but, like, I I There's, wasn't I wasn't impressed with it. it was supposed to be an element of mystery to the movie with a reveal at the it's end. It's just like Chaos Walking like last <laughs> yeah. week, you know, just or, the villains. You know who the villain is. Who cares? As soon as you meet him. <laughs> yeah, but you the movie know. thinks it it thinks you don't. Thinks it knows better than you. And you're like, "All right, just say it. This guy's so obviously the bad guy. <laughs> just beat his ass already." But I like yeah, I agree. I like the detour stuff much better when Yeah, I, I liked that weird alien tr- tribe this guy just is trying out different dishes of food. He's like, it's it's just funny. It's 
Again, very fifth element is just yeah, wacky. That was more wacky sci-fi adventure. That's what I was looking for, you know, a little bit more. When Loreline has to find Valerian and she talks to the information dealers and they're like, Oh, we know how to do it. And she has to go like submarine fishing to get a jellyfish yeah. off the back of the <laughs> whale so she can like put her head in it and see his memories. <laughs> and you're just like, What yeah. the fuck? It's just wacky things like, like that. Like weird, yeah, like Rick and Morty it's, it's shit like that. I, I like that. Much more than the I yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it was much better than the the main plot, which was quite bland in its execution. Great, another another political. We, I think we've seen that all before. We've seen that in almost every <laughs> sci-fi, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> if I wanted to see that, I go watch Chronicles of Riddick again. Chronicles of Riddick. Thanks. Or Star Trek Into Darkness. Or yeah. You know, just any anything you can. Yeah. Rihanna shows up during this detour sequence. Dane DeHaan is looking for Cara Delevingne, and he just ends up in a strip club. I think that's like the fifth element diva sequence is what <laughs> yeah. I equivalent that to. We're going back to the roots yeah. of the Besson style. Besson. <laughs> I don't know. Rihanna's a... De- I mean, that's a definitely an American choice for sure. Oh, yeah. Get Rihanna <laughs> to, to, in there. To put that out there. They got Rihanna in the movie, and she wasn't on the soundtrack, but fucking Cara Delevingne was. <laughs> I just can't that's even. How does that happen? There's also I mean, a French movie, joke. Just couldn't afford it in the movie. You remember when they were going through, and he was talking oh. to when uh, Valerian was in Big Market, and a bunch of aliens are coming and talking to him in a bunch of different languages. One of them comes and he speaks to him in French, and he's like, "I don't speak French," and then moves on. <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe that was that was pretty early in the movie. Ah, wink, wink. That might have been when all the French audience members kind of clocked out <laughs> and gave up yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure he dedicated this movie to his father at the end after that really weird, awkward marriage proposal. How disrespectful. Sequence at the end. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what what that was about. Or Maybe, I don't know. I feel like he, he really wanted to make this movie for a long time. Maybe his dad was a big fan of the comics or something. I'm not one to speculate. Yeah, perhaps. But I guess that was, that was nice. That's a mystery. That's about. If you know why Luke Besson dedicated Valerian and the City of a Thousand Plans to his father, let us know because we don't, and I'm not going to Google it. Although I do have here written in the <laughs> plot section, Rihanna question mark. She is a space stripper question mark. And this was about five minutes later. I wrote the next bullet point down. This goes on for way too long because Victor- Rihanna has like a striptease sequence that takes up an entire song length. Really does. It really does. It goes on for a very long time. Yes. And it's not interlaced with anything, too, where, you know, like the diva opera in The Fifth Element was interlaced. It was actually, you know, it was a thematic yeah, it was like present. element, you know, a tonal element mm-hmm. to, you know, she changed her genre of song in, during the opera sequence to match what Jovovich Lilo was, was fighting. It, but but this, it was just just to showcase Rihanna, I guess. It was I just like, hey, guess who wanted to be in our movie? Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna, look at that. USA. Give me your money. Give me your money, <laughs> yeah. It, may, it might have been like a chaos walking situation where they got the actors and they just kind of don't really know what to do with them. Yep. Honestly, Rihanna's performance, better than the leads. Yeah, that's what my roommate also pointed out. <laughs> it's like Rihanna was like the only good actor. Rihanna was better. In that, in the I recognized them um, and I wanted to see more of John Goodman. Do you recognize his voice? Yeah. He was yes, in it. I did. He was that fat alien in Big Market. The art dealer. Yeah, the yeah. art dealer. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm going to get you, Valerian. I'm going to hunt you down. And then he never does. Which maybe they were setting him up for a sequel, <laughs> which will never happen, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, it won't be paid off, I guess. Next bullet point. Back on track after 40 minutes, <laughs> and we get 20 minutes Back of exposition. Back on track after 40 Parentheses, Rihanna dies. Yep. Because, you know, these are the worst space cops ever, and everyone they interact with dies horribly. It was a 40-minute detour with just sci-fi shenanigans, which was honestly more enjoyable than the main plot. I wish they were more woven in, but that's whatever. And we finally meet the Pearl people, and what we get is exposition, which just talks about what we've already seen in the first scene. The apocalypse of their planet, yeah. that's like the result of a, of a battle. You know, it's the general who they kidnapped. That He's the secret bad guy all along. He was responsible for the death of their planet. Like, all this shit we already know. We've seen yeah, it already. I don't know why they had to just recap it again yeah. and show the same sequence. It was already delivered. Okay, I already saw that. In a better way. We did. We already saw yeah. it. That was a very engaging 15 minutes of fucking exposition. What did you think of the climax? Well, the climax. Um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what was the climax? It was just... It was just those robots yeah. that went rogue, right? And then, and then the, the the species launches out of the city of a thousand planets, probably killing many. Probably killing a lot of people, yeah. Although honestly, if yeah, if the people behind this this big city were responsible for the death of my world, I would have probably I would have probably gotten out the way they did too. Big uh, yeah. big killdozer energy. I guess. He's a he's a local hero in Colorado. <laughs> Fuck the establishment. Killdozers is their way out. <laughs> <laughs> and then teleports away. Space Killdozer, damn. Space that Killdozer. Was, that was great. And then once again, uh, Loreline is benched from combat. Valerian walks out, and he fights all yeah. of the robots. Fights, shoots his way through all the robots. She's just there to contain the general, who's already fatigued enough. Fatigued. I'm pretty sure he's tied up, already, too. Already, like, groggy enough. And she's just she's literally just punching she him She is white-copping the fuck out of him right now. He is, like, restrained <laughs> on the floor. She's beating the fuck out of him. I like the choreography for her punches because they were really bad. She was just tucking her arms in like a velociraptor, like the loose wrist, and then shooting them yeah. out off screen. And then you hear the punching noise. I was like, your wrist is broken. Yeah. <laughs> Not a, yep. Maybe that's good why. Good form. Good space cadet form. Yeah, maybe maybe Loreline was supposed to be in all these action sequences, but Delavine is just not pulling it off. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <she laughs> They're like, all right, all right, cut her. Find a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Dane DeHaan again. I think he has the physicality. He, you know, he can go through the motions and, and make it look action packed. But he's got that fucking deadpan yeah. face the whole time, whispering into his yeah microphone. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, they kill some robots, and then uh, Valerian talks about his list of thoughts, and he says that he wants Loreline to be the only one on it. You know, this guy's yep. a player, as we saw um, during no points in the film. Did we see it? It was actually just talked about. Just talked about and displayed on the uh, the walls of all the women he's been yeah, with. Yeah, I mean, show, don't tell. That's about it. And Luc Besson, having been a pioneer of the Luc, you'd think would know that better than anyone. But nope. The entire romance, I think that's kind of what makes it fall flat, is we never actually see any romance. They just talk about it. No. And it's, you know, these actors delivering it so they don't talk convincingly about it. And then that's it. Yeah, there's nothing that, in, in the way that the, you know, movie is structured, it's almost like the romance just doesn't. You probably could have just cut the romance out entirely. Yeah, you could just cut it out. It just didn't, didn't need to be there didn't in need the to first be there place. At all. So, I don't know. I think their dynamic of, like, uh, you know, rogue space cop and, like, you know, cookie cutter one, while a little more generic. I mean, it's not any more generic than the same thing, but with a love story tacked on. But it's kind of the point of uh, Cinemia de Luc, 
you know, generic story presented in a very engaging, yeah. very colorful way. I think that probably worked worked a little better. He had the, the budget and means. He had the to budget, be, you know, the show don't tell the look. It has the look. It has he had the so look. Much money for the look. The, the look was right. present, and but just, yeah, I think he, I don't know, and it, it might have been studio interference. It might have been. I I don't know. Maybe. I, I think they I, just. I don't. Uh, I don't want to blame it on him. I just. But I don't know. Maybe he's lost his <laughs> touch on it. Oof. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, can't say for certain. I think he was just banking on the look too much that the plot took two back seats, yeah. like a double back seat. I think it probably still would have even worked if they just had like better leads who could sell sell the roles oh, more. For sure. I think it would have been really good. Yeah. But that would have helped so much. If it had one or the other combined with the beautiful way this movie looks and is shot and, you know, everything surrounding the production, oh, I think it would have been a it would be a masterpiece. It would be a really good movie. Since Fifth Element. If he could so. only fill one of those holes, decent leads or decent plot. I don't need both. I just need one. <laughs> but Hollywood can't do <laughs> can't be fucked to do couldn't both. Couldn't be but fucked. They, they can, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they they'll they'll give us one or the other yep. in in great in great proportion. I don't know. I mean, as dumb as the plot is and stuff, I don't mind this movie. I still like it. I still like the world behind it. I I'm honestly I honestly think uh, Fifth Element and Valerian are in the same universe. Perhaps I don't know. That could be true. Could be we some don't, speculation with that. We don't see Earth in this movie, right? We don't. I'm sure the timing is definitely off too i'm sure fifth element happened way before valerian you know maybe maybe uh the whole fifth element thing when they destroyed the great evil maybe that's what flourished the galaxy you know the great evil wasn't causing destruction Mm. and chaos anymore now all these different species were able to come together in great numbers perhaps there's no super galactus entity eating all these planets and shit so though i suppose we'll never know that's my speculation because uh i suppose we'll never know because there's no sequel we'll never be getting this franchise is dead (laughs) also uh luc besson is canceled uh for some rape allegations in 2018 oh really yep oh no yeah sand van roy dutch dutch actress and advocate for victims of sexual violence has some rape accusations against him also he has um he had made his own studio, Set du Cinema. A number of assistants and two students from there have also come forward with accusations against Luc oh, Besson. Uh, earlier this year, he was acquitted Luke, of that. What the hell? And named, what is it? Oh, it's like assisted witness or something, which I was looking at. It basically means like, we can't prove you did it, but, and that was sort of how that ended up. So Oof. Luc Besson canceled. That oh, is, shit. that is, a, that, that's. That's a horrible thing to do. Oh, that's that's the end of the Fifth Element franchise, folks. That's all, folks. That's all, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, that's that's very unfortunate. Yeah. But anyways, Valerian, what did you guys think of it? Is there any Valerian comics you recommend or of that genre of that franchise? Any more cult classics you want us to review? Let us know. This guy made Arthur and the Invisibles? What the fuck? Arthur you seen Arthur is 2006 is that really creepy animated one uh where the kid he, he gets oh, like no. shrunken down into the creepy world of a bunch of frizzy haired little mini elf people and it was just very like uncanny valley <laughs> I didn't know he Ew. made that I was looking at his filmography that was a oh god it was a creepy movie it was kind of like a fern gully <laughs> where it was just like it was just like an oh, uncomfortable okay. kids movie 
not because of like themes or what happens or stuff just because of the way it looks it's just like very uncanny valley you just like creeped out by all the characters Uh, and their weird fucking faces (laughs) okay i see what you mean but anyway check out the fifth element maybe check out valerian yeah speak up speak out happy earth day last week when we recorded this thank you so much for tuning in check us out on facebook (laughs) goodbye all right Howdy, y'all. This is Terran, a.k.a. The Bad. Thank you for tuning in to our new program. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't get dysentery. Now, everybody pretend that I rode off into the sunset. Bye now.